unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. And it was around this time I was really having faith struggles again. And I felt like my, my shell is breaking. And I was like, we're planning to get married. We're planning to get sealed in the temple. Like, if I lose my faith, like, maybe this isn't the right decision getting married. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Saints Unscripted. We're back with Stephen Murphy. <laughs> Uh, who is the host of the YouTube channel Mormonism with the Murph. Um, this is part two of our interview. So if you've not seen part one yet, go watch part one. We talk about uh, Stephen's background in the church and him uh, deciding to leave the church and come back. Um, and uh, so we're going to continue learning more about Stephen's journey back into the church. And we're going to talk more in this episode about him uh meeting his wife and and some of the challenges that went on as, as they were trying to get married. Does that sum it up, Stephen? Should we should we just get into part two? Should we continue? Yeah, let's get into part two. Okay. Thanks for being here, everyone. So, you know, this next sort of part of my story is sort of some of the obstacles and uh, challenges I faced, you know, after I got uh, engaged to uh, my soon-to-be wife and all the obstacles that we went through in order to, to get married. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Let's dive in. A couple of weeks after I came back to the church, I went to a YSA convention, and uh, my wife, who I didn't know was my wife then, she had just moved from Mexico to Ireland to do an English course, so she was only there for a few months. She was living in Dublin, and we met at that YSA convention, and then we started dating, and she renewed her visa, to stay for an extra six months and then for a full year uh so we started dating and then we got engaged it was august 2020 so it was during lockdown and it was really during lockdown where i was having some of my faith struggles again because you know everything had shot and yeah i was like a lot of the issues were kind of resurfacing in my mind as well so i was like watching podcasts again and doing more research and um having more faith struggles and um, her visa to be in Ireland uh, ended in March 2021. She had to go back to Mexico. And we were planning to get married that July in Mexico, so a Mexican wedding. And we kind of thought whenever we you know, planned the date, we kind of thought, oh, COVID won't be an issue in 2021. Then another lockdown came. Um, so we were planning to get married in, in Mexico in July and then for her to come back to the UK to be with me. And this is kind of complicated, but we have we had to get a visa for her to come back in the UK, like a, a marriage visa. And it's it's like ridiculously difficult to get the visa. And it costs like three and a half grand to be like with the person you love. Like it's oh it's that's terrible. And to make matters worse, I was in my final year of university. Uh so I had big assignments and dissertations and I was bouncing between three jobs because financially to meet the criteria, I had to earn above, I think it was like 18 and a half grand. So that required me to be working like 40, 50 hour weeks plus all the university assignments. So there's a lot of at stake getting the visa. And it was around this time, I was really having faith struggles again. And I felt like my, my shell is breaking. 
And I was like, we're planning to get married. We're planning to get sealed in the temple. Like if I lose my faith, like maybe this isn't the right decision getting married. You know, th this is kind of bad. So I was in real crisis mode. And in April, 2021, it was general conference. And I sort of went to general conference, like a broken man, like, Lord, help my unbelief. Like I'm, I'm struggling here. I really need, you know, some sort of spiritual assurance or some message, you know, about like, am I making the right decision for my life? And is, is the church, you know, true? And, and, you know, are we led by prophets? And cause I was just dealing with so many, um, so many issues that I had. And I was getting absolutely nothing out of general conference. It was just like the same old talk, you know, talk after talk. And I was just really just disappointed and felt like nothing's addressing um, what I'm going through. And then President Nelson uh, gave his address. I think it was in the Sunday morning session. And his talk was about fate to move mountains. And I can't remember everything in his talk, but he talked about how, you know, if we exercise even like a particle of faith like faith the size of a mustard seed that it can move mountains in our life and there were two big mountains i was dealing with one was doubt and all the issues i had but two was like the mountain-sized obstacles i saw ahead of like getting the visa you know flights to go to mexico covid and i didn't even foresee all the problems that lay ahead but i saw those two mountain-sized obstacles and his address was like, if you, if you have faith, like God can move those mountains and help you to overcome those obstacles. And the spiritual sort of impression I had after was that, you know, this is the right decision. This is the right time. And that there's going to be all these problems, but if you have faith that, you know, God will sort of bring it to pass, you know, that a miracle will come. And another sort of important factor was so I was going to be starting a teacher training course in September and I had to be earning 18,600 for the previous year. So we kind of had to get married in July. If we didn't get married in July, then I wouldn't be able to meet the financial criteria and we couldn't be together. So there's kind of like a lot at stake. And this is, you're not talking US dollars, you're talking your, your loans. Yeah. I don't know what that would translate in US, so maybe like 24, 25 grand. Okay. Which to me, like, I, like I was a student, so it was it was quite a bit. Yeah, it was a very stressful and uncertain time those next few months, and we were having just so many issues of all these documents we needed for the visa. And one of my jobs was self-employed, and there was so so much documentation that we needed. You know, we were meeting with lawyers. It was just problem after problem. My flights cancelled like four times, and I kept having to rebook another flight, and it. It just was not looking good. And it was like, could Mexico go on the red list? And if it was on the red list, then, you know, I have to pay thousands to go in a hotel. Is that, uh, what's the red list? Is that like lockdown because of COVID? That's if, if you travel there, you have to isolate for like 14 days and okay. have ridiculous amount of money. So like, there is a lot of problems that could have went wrong. Um, and I remember during the middle of it, I felt really discouraged and defeated and was kind of like, are all these sort of obstacles, are they like signs that maybe this is the wrong decision and we should just like, let's just either call it off or postpone? Uh, I remember um, there was this quote that came up on Instagram and I cannot remember what the talk was, where it's from. I'm not making it up, but it was uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland. And it said something along the lines of, 
God didn't bring you this far to bring you this far. Like, don't panic. Don't retreat. Like, God will sort of open the way. And whenever I read it, I was like, is this like a message? Is this like a, a sign? Like, it, it gave me a lot of, like, hope and faith. And it sort of confirmed the spiritual impression I had that, like, you know, have faith. This is the right decision and God will bring it to pass. But it really was an exercise of faith because I did not know what the outcome was going to be. And I was put really, this was kind of like the final straw. I was like, I'm putting my faith in this. But if this doesn't work out, this might break my shell, break my testimony. And so more challenges were happening. I needed a document to get married in Mexico. They make it really difficult to get married. It is not easy to get married. I had to send it to get it apostilled and signed by a legislator and then it got lost and like just oh. everything that could go wrong did go wrong and it it was impairing our relationship because every time we talked at night it was just like dealing with problems yeah. like the wedding planning is meant to be the stressful part that was the easy part really the wedding. It, it it was tough and i remember a couple of days before i was meant to fly to mexico oh and by the way i was i was hearing different voices from different people. So some people were saying to me like, have faith, love conquers all, You're, you'll get there. And then some people were saying to me, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this. Like, you know, it, it seems like just there's too many problems. Mm-hmm. And part of me like was starting to think like, if, if I make it there, this this will be a miracle. Like, cause so many things could go wrong. A couple of days before um, I had my flights booked and then uh, I realized I couldn't travel through the States, which was a complete, just oversight on my part and I was trying to look for flights that didn't connect through the states and I couldn't find anything and the only direct flights were just like way beyond what I could afford and this was a couple days before I was meant to be leaving and this was just kind of like a defeated moment I was like it's done like I'm I'm not going to make it this is too much I remember talking to my fiance on the phone and just be like I think I just can't do this anymore it's too stressful and she was really upset and kind of felt like I'm just giving up where's your faith like we we should do whatever it takes to you know to get married and to be together and I I just kind of felt like I was at the end of the road like just everything was going against this and then I sort of had this impression to the to pray again you know go to God pray again and I was just like heavenly father please help me to find a flight to get to Mexico if this is your will if this is the right decision I am exercising the tiniest particle of faith right now. Please help me out. And that was literally, my faith was like a tiny seed. Like I did not have strong faith at this time. And the next day I I contacted an airline and they were able to find me a flight that didn't go through the States. It was only 13 pound more. And I was just like, happy day. Like, why couldn't I find that yesterday? And then the document I needed to get married um in Mexico it had gone missing so I was calling customer services like constantly like where is this document when am I going to get it and they're like oh we can't guarantee you when you'll it'll come when it comes I was like I'm going to Mexico on Tuesday I need this document and you know we were just praying like mad and it came the day before the flight my my COVID uh test came back you know negative so everything was all clear and I got on the flight and I made it to Mexico and to me it just felt like a miracle because there were so many things that could have gone wrong that yeah. could have stopped it and then when I got there like it was just like peace it was just like 
and we were, we had like a beautiful wedding day and we got sealed in the temple and you know great honeymoon it was like that stressful chapter of my life and all those obstacles that was all just like the previous chapter and i i look back and i was really grateful that i didn't give up that i didn't throw in the towel even when it seemed like all hope was lost and it made me think of a talk by elder holland about cast not away therefore your confidence byu devotional he gave years ago and he talked about how like often before like big spiritual moments or like important spiritual decisions that like opposition can come and he, he talked about the story of Moses and the children of Israel you know coming to the Red Sea and you know they were delivered you know, the, all the plagues in Egypt and then they're being delivered and then when they came to the Red Sea they were like good one Moses like you brought us this far now the Egyptians are going to kill us like what are you playing at and then you know Moses told them like you know have faith you know God will deliver you and you know the the Red Sea parted and they were able to walk through and to me it felt like all these obstacles was like my Red Sea and that pressing forward in faith the little faith I had that it was like the Red Sea parted and to finish off the story so whenever I came back from the honeymoon she stayed in Mexico and I came back to Northern Ireland on my own which kind of sucked and I had to quarantine uh, not an ideal way to start your marriage but what can you do the week after I came back Mexico went on the red list so it meant had I have kept come home a week later I would have had to isolate in a hotel and pay thousands of pounds so Mexico was on the red list and it also meant that she couldn't come to be in North Ireland but we were waiting on the visa and we were just you know fingers crossed and praying that that we would get approved for the visa because if you get declined that's your money gone like you ain't getting it back and it was about three months which is kind of like the usual time frame and we got the visa and it was the same week she got the visa that Mexico went on the green list and she could come to North Ireland and you know either I'm just a pretty lucky guy and everything just works out for me or there was someone up there who was looking out for us and yeah it, it was just it was a real faith promoting experience that like even if your faith is like the size of a seed that miracles can still happen and like even if you have all this doubt and all these concerns all this unbelief like that's okay but god still wants you to to turn to him and and have faith and yeah i feel like that's kind of been like part of my story like lord i believe like on i have these faith promoting spiritual experiences and but then i have you know there's doubt and there's messiness and there's complexity and there's concerns that i I, I'm wrestling with your um, your story uh, about these obstacles that you faced as you're trying to get married reminds me of um, Nephi at the beginning of the Book of Mormon as he's uh, on his quest to recover the brass plates from Laban and he is writing this account in First Nephi after the fact so the events have already happened and he's then remembering it and writing it down and he says you know I was in the streets of Jerusalem. I had no idea where to go, but yes. the spirit led me to where I needed to go. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, he, he was able to see the Lord's hand throughout these difficult events, leading him to where he needed to be. And it sounds like that's kind of what you experienced is, you know, you have all of these complicated things happening in your life and then they all work out in the end. And you look back and you're like, 
there's no way that should have worked out. (laughs) And I read so many of those passages and stories and in the middle of it, it was like, oh, it's easy for them to say, like, that's in the past. And and like, I was like, I'm sort of, this is a leap of faith and I didn't know how it was going to work out. And I was like, if this didn't work out, this would be really faith challenging because I'm putting a lot on these spiritual impressions and uh, what I thought was, you know, revelation at the time. But yeah, yeah, it was, um, yeah, super cool sort of spiritual experience that I had. So you got married how long ago? Has it been a, a year? Year and a half. Year and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is your wife with you now? She is, is yeah. Soon? We're together. Yeah. <laughs> and, and where are you at as far as your faith goes at this point? I mean, I guess about, uh, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, you started your own YouTube channel which we talked yeah. about, Mormonism with the Murph. Um, yeah. I guess, where are you at with your faith now, and how does your channel tie into that? Yeah, so so over the you know the past year, one thing I've had to, to deal with is I've had a lot of friends and family members who either lost their faith and left the church or who are in a faith crisis, and uh, they're bringing up just a lot of the same issues that I had, and we're just really struggling with these things. And it was nice in a way that made me realize that I'm not alone. I'm not like a black sheep. Yeah. Um, Instead, all these questions you're having, they're not new. Yes, they're not new. And I realized that maybe I felt in some of those conversations that I didn't have the best intellectual or apologetic answers. I tried to, you know, this is maybe what the faithful position might be. But I felt that, you know, I really need to, you know, confront some of these things, really try to address them. And in a, you know, sort of fair and in a balanced way, because I do, you know, I have sort of epistemic humility, despite all my experiences that I do, um, they're important to me and I take them into account, but I have a lot more epistemic humility when it comes to me knowing things. And yeah. I'm always open to new information, new evidence. I'm open to listening to, you know, different points of view and different perspectives. And I also did a debate week at school as a trainee teacher and it was all about debates and looking at the arguments for and against and so people can make sort of an informed decision or conclusion and kind of that with you know my friends and family concerns and also sort of still dealing and navigating my way through I sort of decided that I'm going to start a channel that tries to dive into controversial things in the church history or things that critics uh evidence they would use to attack the church's truth claims and try to really confront it and navigate my way through and try to come to some sort of a resolution and to try my best to just provide um, content that's kind of fair and balanced because sometimes one thing I've noticed is both sides can be built guilty of bias and oh, when you present the information that can support and um, I think I want to try my best to be unbiased although none of us can do it we're all biased Sure. And we all interpret different things differently. So what is a big issue to one person may not be to another. Um, So yeah, I've, you know, done different uh, sort of church history topics. I've brought on, uh, you know, some scholars like people like Brian Hales or Stephen Harper, you know, Tarot Gibbons and uh, discussions and dialogue with them. And I've been actually amazed at their willingness to come on and to be asked sort of the tough questions. And it's been so... I was going to ask you about that because, yeah. because I mean, I'm kind of in a similar position where we bring on 
uh, different scholars and, and whatnot onto our show. And as I write um, the faith and beliefs episodes of our show, I uh, if it's a particularly complex topic, I'll ask for help from from different experts in that subject matter. And uh, I have been really just astounded by how kind and willing to help Latter-day Saint scholars have been. Yeah, uh, they've been so, like, I would say to them, like, I'm thinking of asking these questions, are you okay with that? And they're like, ask whatever questions you want. Like, and they've, you know, they've not been defensive or they've not criticized me for asking a lot of the questions. And it's been really nice, you know, even, and people can come to conclusions if they feel like they're satisfying, but just the fact they're willing to have, to engage and have this discussion. And I've just connected with so many amazing people, either critics or people who have left the church or people even who are of a different religion. Like, it's just been amazing to connect with people and talk and to hear sort of their stories. And it's been just, uh, you know, an amazing journey. And I'm, I'm hoping and striving to, you know, use both the intellectual and the spiritual, you know, your heart and your mind and to not just you know make a rash decision or just follow one i think both are important and to try to take things kind of slowly and really try to be balanced and really try to do your research and check sources we talked a lot about that in our interview because there's things i've unintentionally been wrong about or there's more information on a topic and i think it's important to not just take things at face value and really really research um, what people are saying uh, and then people can come to their own conclusions and that's kind of my goal is I don't want to try to persuade people either way or use my own story or experience to convince people you must believe the church is true because I think you know it's they're my personal experiences that the only person they're there to convince is me and people have to make their own spiritual decisions and come to their own conclusions yeah definitely just kind of as a, a wrap-up question here, one of the motivators for starting your channel was um, y- you were seeing family and friends that were leaving the church, right? Um, so I guess what advice or, or message would you extend to those that are watching this interview that might be in a position where they are just learning about some of these difficult topics and are and are wondering, you know, what route to take or, or, or whether to choose, you know, faith or, or, or whatever it may be, what counsel would you give them? Well, I think you're turning the tables. I think I asked you the same question when you're online. Like, first of all, I, I want to give a disclaimer that I, I don't want to try to persuade any people that, you know, you must believe it's true or that because of my experiences that therefore you must believe it's true. You know, I've had people almost bear their testimony at me when I've had doubts almost as a way to sort of beat you over the head. And, you know, people have to make their own decisions and conclusions. But what what I would say if I were to offer counsel is, one, you know, try to be balanced. Look at what critics have to say, that's fine. But really try to look at the the faithful position as well. Really look at both sides. Um, Try to be careful and and slow with with your research. the second thing I would say is try to reach out to people, you know, experts or historians or other people who've been through a faith crisis and just connect with them. And because it's really healing to just talk about these things. I think one of the reasons why I need to start the YouTube channel is I kept so many things bottled in. I need just an outlet 
I, I think it's just not healthy to keep all these things bottled in. I think the third piece of advice would just be to be open to God, be open to the spiritual and divine methods. Don't shut that off. You know, seek learning by study and also by faith. Like, yes, do your research, you know, look at um, the evidence, use your intellect, but also be open to God and include him in your faith journey. And um, hopefully he'll guide you in making whatever spiritual decision is what you feel is right and best for you. Love it. Fantastic. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, speaking of connecting with people, if people have questions for you, where can they go? You can, um, you know, message me on Facebook, uh, Stephen Murphy. I also have a Facebook page, Mormonism with the Mur, or an email, uh, stephen.murphy0403996 at gmail.com. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Stephen, for being here. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks it's, for having me. It's been great to hear your story. And uh, hopefully if people have questions, they reach out to you. And to everybody watching, thank you for joining us. And we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube. Or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.